I have that whole thing about charging money. Like, say, if somebody wanted to have me be an escort. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, is that her sidekick? No. I've got a price in mind, by the way. Uh, It depends on the services. I'm working up a spreadsheet. We'll go over that after episode 113. Well, hello there, and welcome to Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian, episode 113. Courtney Kelly, a longtime mental health therapist. I, Brian Mulhern, a longtime mental health patient. And every single week, we try to take the stigma away from therapy. We try to give you the perspective of both sides when it comes to a therapy session and with a brand new topic every single week. And Courtney, when I was very young, I was told this, Mm -hmm. keep it simple, stupid. We've all heard it. And a lot of times, especially when you're doing the adulting, that's a little bit easier said than done. But it's very important to try to do that. Yes, it is. And I think we all aspire to simplify our lives sometimes, but we get in our own way, I think, a lot of the times. I would know nothing about that. (laughs) So I thought this would be a great topic to explore. I saw an article about ways to simplify your life. So some of those will be weaving in. But when you think about it, a lot of times people equate that with getting rid of clutter, getting rid of debt, getting rid of certain things, (laughs) things that don't work for you anymore in your life, that kind of thing. But there's also emotionally, sometimes it's like changing your thinking, getting a little more simplified on what you want out of life. Because if you don't really know what you want and you're always going with the wind and changing direction with whoever's the strongest opinion in your life, sometimes that can complicate your life too. So I thought we could talk about that as well. I think for me, the key would be, and obviously it's different for everybody else, it's shifting priorities Mm -hmm. where sometimes I'm putting too much focus on something that doesn't deserve the amount of focus that it's getting. And that is complicating my life. And Mm -hmm. eventually, when I figure that out, three times out of 10, I do something about it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, isn't that the truth, though? And Mm -hmm. sometimes certain things in our life have to get the priority. I talk to people when we talk about balance. Instead of balance, I say harmony. How can we live in harmony with different parts of our lives? Because we can't expect that everything is going to be in the same priority all the time. Things change, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have more work stressors and things you have to get done. Or sometimes your friends need you more. Sometimes your family is having some issues. So you have to be able to kind of shift and live in harmony with all these different pieces. If you have found that you're in one area a little bit too much and you want to reprioritize, it's important to think on that and not just to ignore it. And at times too, we've had this discussion in the past, maybe a friend or a family member needs you a little bit more and starts Mm -hmm. leaning on you, but maybe they start leaning on you to an extent that it becomes unhealthy. Right. And that's where you have to reprioritize that because if it's starting to cause you issues mm-hmm. and complicate your life, you need to take control of that just to bring that simplicity back. Right. And sometimes people don't take too well to that, especially if you have to have a talk with them about something like that. Now, I wonder if this ever happened to you in therapy, because one of the big things that we do in therapy, aside from coping skills and processing, we also talk about limits and mm-hmm. boundaries. And I don't know if that ever came up in your counseling sessions where you'd ever have to start saying no to things or having stronger boundaries, because that can cause problems in relationships sometimes when the relationship is like, hey, this isn't how it's supposed to be. I'm <laughs> supposed to be getting what I want here. And all of a sudden, you're the one saying, yeah, no, I have to prioritize something else. When it comes to friendships and when it comes to family, I have a remarkable ability 
to flip the switch in a second Ooh. and turn on a dime. Did you and hear that, folks? Remarkable. <laughs> anybody will tell you. My wife is blown away by it. Sometimes if I'm just like, well, my dad's pissing me off, I'm not going to talk to my dad. Oh. <laughs> and she's just like, how can you do that? I'm really having an issue with him and he's upsetting wow. me right now. So I think we both need to go into a little bit of a timeout. But it's your father. Yeah, I know. But I know how fragile my mental health is to mm. the extent that sometimes I know when I need to step away for a little bit. Wow. Because That's pretty impressive. It's only going to make the relationship worse for both parties, yeah. whether they realize that or not. Where I have the problem and where I've had the blind spot mm-hmm. is romantic relationships that other people would end on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm not ready for it. <laughs> I'm like, well, I definitely am. <laughs> They're trying to put a limit and a boundary on you. And you're like, but a little bit more, please. <laughs> and I think as a younger man, there was always that thing and being a guy, too, and not to be sexist or whatever. I think I can fix this. I think I can mm-hmm. make this better. So I'm going to give it the old college try. And I think where the limits had to be set for me was maybe you shouldn't give it the old college right. try and maybe you should try to see if your absence can make her heart grow fonder mm-hmm. as opposed to and a lot of people end up doing this in these situations you're pushing them further away by smothering them they're just like oh my god i gotta get out from under this mm-hmm. and sometimes when you're not thinking logically and you're thinking emotionally, those are the mistakes that you make. And that's where I would sometimes have to bite my tongue and shut the phone off, just avoid all contact, even though I didn't want to. Whereas in other areas of my life, oh my God, it's so easy. It's the easiest thing in the world. And that's part (laughs) of being an introvert and a recluse, by the way. I don't need people necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I have a very small group of people and you know what my loyalty is like. If you have my loyalty, I'm Mm 1000% in. So if something like that goes missing and I feel like I'm really relying on it, that's where it becomes a problem for me. But that's an area in which when I behaved the way I was behaving, I was making my life a lot more complicated and a lot less simple. And a lot of people do that too. Like you said, you were doing it. I know a lot of ladies that I've worked with too doing that, getting their self-esteem from being able to change. You're calling me a lady? (laughs) No. (laughs) You were saying a lot of guys do that, but a lot of ladies do that too because they're trying to fix someone or they're Mm going to be the one who saves them or the partner's going to turn to them and say, oh my gosh, I don't know how I got through it without you. You changed my life. I mean, don't we all want to hear that? And I think at certain times in our lives, we're looking to help someone to the point of where it's actually hurting us or we're so focused on them we're not focused on what we need or of course i hear what i tend to hear which is you know as soon as you were gone it felt as if an enormous weight was lifted from my shoulders (laughs) (laughs) well thank you thank you very much (laughs) thank you so much these are the kind of things we're talking about is how do you make your life less complicated and a lot of it has to do with how we're thinking about things how we hold things like i said maybe other people's values that have been imposed on us but they're not making us happy. We're not getting joy from it. We do need to stop and pause and actually think about this and give ourselves time to think about it. I also think we're just running around so crazy, so fast, so busy. We get a lot of self-esteem from that too. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Oh, I got all this going on. But we're not putting the time in to developing that relationship with ourself. And if we had a relationship with somebody else where we just ran around busy and didn't give them the time of day, we wouldn't have that relationship for very long. So we need to refocus on what we need. And sometimes by keeping yourself 
so busy. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're taking the things that need to be addressed and pushing them down or shoving them off to the side. And the longer that they go unaddressed, the bigger problem it becomes for you, Mm -hmm. whether you are realizing it or not, because you're distracting yourself from it. I had a friend who always had the same issues with, well, now the ex, someone that she was with. And it was constant, always. There was nothing that I could do to fix it. I would just be there to let her vent and talk about it. At one point, though, I said, if you weren't focused on this, what is it you would need to be focused on in your life? Like, what should you be looking at? (laughs) And it was, oh, maybe I'm really focused on all these perceived issues with this person so that I don't have to look at some of the other issues, the things that I'm not tending to that I need to. Mm -hmm. And again, making it complicated. A lot of what we do is for the now. We don't want to feel the pain for the now, so we're distracting ourselves. But in the bigger picture, we're actually creating more pain in the end because we're going to look back on our life and say, oh, why didn't I fix that situation? Why didn't I challenge that insecurity? Why didn't I live that value more fully? Why didn't I put that boundary up and really protect my time better? And these are the questions we ask ourselves. And sometimes we look and say, oh my gosh, how many years did I waste? So it's really important for us to look at this. But how great is it to get to that point? And we've talked about about it so many times mm-hmm. in the past you really do need to fall on your face to learn certain lessons mm-hmm. the problem is when you're falling 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 yeah. and never doing what you need to do to get up and it becomes a cycle and a pattern it mm-hmm. can do a lot of damage and if it's a cycle and a pattern and it really gets you stuck that's when seeking out a life coach a therapist someone else who has a different take on it who can hold that objective space and help you to sort through it can be really really helpful but also just giving yourself that time to be honest with yourself and find someone that you can be accountable to, like a good friend or someone you work with, where maybe you each have a goal and you can say, okay, let's check in with each other so we can be accountability buddies. We could be accountability buddies, Brian. I got enough buddies. <laughs> and You're no like, accountability good. at all. <laughs> by like, the I'm way. all set. <laughs> One question that I have for you, because I have seen this with certain family members and certain friends. What if I come to you and I say, I've just had a child and I'm overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and my life, there is nothing simple about it and I feel as if there can be no simplicity in my life and Mm -hmm. because of that, I'm going down a vortex and I feel like there's no getting out of it. Sometimes there are areas in life that just can't be simple. You have a newborn, there's Mm -hmm. nothing simple simple. about it. It's a total handful. How do you deal with something like that if somebody comes to you in that situation? Well, of course, I give them the support, the validation that there's certain times in our life when we're dealing with multiple things or really serious, awesome things, but they could be big stressors at the same time. Mm -hmm. Life changers, big transitions. So just giving that space to be able to validate someone can be so meaningful. They're like, oh, my gosh, okay, you get it. Also, helping them to connect with supports in whatever way that is. Nowadays, I mean, there's so many online and different things like that, but also helping them to ask for help when they need it. Because a lot of times I find that that's the biggest thing is that people have this idea that they should be able to do everything on their own. They got it. No problem. Or they're the ones who help everyone else and they have a hard time asking for help for themselves. So that's one of the paths that I go down with people is to create that space and say, where can you ask for some support? Maybe you're the one taking over everything and other people do want to help, but you're like, no, 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 I got it. Because a lot of times our identity, again, is connected with that. 
but I challenge them to look at places where they can ask for help. Where can you go out to dinner with your significant other and have someone watch the baby? Or just have somebody in the house watch the baby while you get caught up on chores? Or can you ask somebody to come over and help? So these are the kind of things I would help them with. And here's where I think it gets really complicated for somebody in that position with a child. Mm -hmm. Society has told you for so many years, it's the greatest thing that's Mm -hmm. ever going to happen to you. It's the most satisfying thing. You're never going to know a love like the love that you're going to feel Mm -hmm. for that child. And as things are proceeding and clearly not going that way, Mm -hmm. suddenly you start to feel like, a failure. Right, and course, you feel yeah. like I've got to fix this for myself. I'm too embarrassed to ask for help mm-hmm. because that's admitting that I'm not having all of these same feelings that everybody else did, which by the way, they were lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, they look at the highlights. It's funny how like they say that you don't remember all the pain of mm-hmm. childbirth. <laughs> that's nature's way to help you have more kids <laughs> so that you don't remember all of that. It's the old rose colored glasses. And we look back on having our kids and we always think about all the great times and all the amazing things. But yeah, there's some heartbreaking moments. There's all different challenges with different ages, but especially being a new parent can be, oh, so overwhelming. But again, there's a lot of space to be able to look for those supports and to just go out with a girlfriend and be like, ah, this is just so overwhelming and get that validation and support. And Courtney, never mind postpartum and the Mm -hmm. potential for that, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's something that if you or someone that you know is struggling with that and having some depression symptoms and that kind of thing, that's something definitely to seek out some help with and get an assessment on because that is something that can be treated right away. But a lot of people, again, they feel like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to be able to handle this. And I think that not only for people having kids and feeling overwhelmed in that way, but in other aspects of our lives, some people have different experiences and they speak on that. But that doesn't mean that that's how it is for everyone. Mm -hmm. That leads me to the other point, social media. Cutting down on social media, especially when you're vulnerable, is a great idea because, again, we can see all these messages. People post the best of the best. Look at my idyllic life at Christmas time. I just made cookies. The kids are all perfectly lined up here. We're going to watch a nice movie. They don't talk about the chaos going on all the things happening. When you're feeling vulnerable and you're going through something, a lot of times you're looking at social media and you're judging yourself. And so one of the ways to simplify your life is to shut that off. And we've talked about that many times. Decrease it. If you notice that you're having these feelings, minimize the social media. And I have taken that step and I have to tell you, it's been such a game changer. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I happen to be in the middle of a Facebook fight with someone right now. (laughs) Facebook fight. You're having a brawl on Facebook. A little bit. A disagreement about something. And my brother has been watching it because he knows both of us. You actually know the two people involved. I'll tell you about it later. I'll have to go check. (laughs) So my brother's like, has that person responded yet the other day? And I said, well, I don't really know because I go on social media two, maybe three days a week. That's Mm -hmm. what I limit myself to because it brings me grief. And it puts me in these positions where I am having a battle royale Mm -hmm. with somebody who I actually am pretty fond of, but we're having a disagreement right now for all the world to see. So I said, I'll check it on Friday. But then he got back to me. He's like, well, I... I saw what the response was and I was just like, you know what? No, I'm going to wait until Friday because first of all, I don't want to be emotional and reactionary Mm -hmm. because that gets people into trouble. And there are so many different combinations of what can affect you negatively Mm -hmm. on social media. Not only seeing the quote unquote alleged idyllic lives Mm -hmm. of other people, but there's the Facebook fights with people that you have had friendships with. And not only that, I just saw and witnessed this last night with somebody that I love. 
of where she was a little bit paranoid about an exchange that she had with somebody and then that person jumped right on social media made a little passive aggressive post oh, and I was boy. just like shut the Facebook off mm-hmm. please because it does Courtney yeah. you want to talk about something that has complicated our lives oh, and yeah. not simplified it I mean in some ways it simplified it look it's great to be able to stay in touch with people who live 3,000 miles away I get it and I love it but for the most part and I don't think people want to admit it this is causing you a lot more damage than maybe you can even see well it's funny because sometimes I'll read comments and I start feeling guilty like I did something wrong you know when they'll put a comment that's just very general Mm -hmm. and you're like am I the person they're referencing did I talk to them recently did I upset them and I'm like no stop it but they do it it's very provocative and it gets you thinking it gets everybody all like oh what's happening here on the flip side my loved one in the situation who saw the passive aggressive thing Mm -hmm. said to me should I like it I said no love it (laughs) put a big heart (laughs) well part of that you like though you're getting into it well that's why I like a good debate go on two to three days a week I just (laughs) don't want it seven days a week you like a good debate but when we think about simplifying our life it's clearing out the clutter clearing out the clutter of emotional stuff clearing out physical clutter in a house it could be the damage from social media it could be clearing out that clutter whatever it is but like getting down to what it is you actually want in your life what do you want more of what do you want less of And from time to time, like you had mentioned earlier, we do have to assess that. It's not going to be the same as when we were 18 or 25 or 35 or we're getting older than that. But (laughs) our priorities change and we need to honor that. We're decomposing, Courtney. (laughs) No, we're not. We're decomposing in front of everybody's ears and eyes. We're more mature now. More mature. I'm a dilf. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, too, I mean, I know one of the big things for people is the debt. Because money can be such a huge stressor. Actually, now with inflation and everything else that's going on, the gas prices. And I heard somebody talking about doing like an audit of all their stuff. And I said, you know what? I need to do a clear out. I need to get the credit card statements out and see all these $5 things, $10 things, all these $9 charges for like streaming services. I need to start cutting Mm -hmm. some things out. And these subscriptions that I have that I don't even use. So things like that can actually be helpful too. Are you still paying for AOL? I'm not. Whoa, you're not. Do people pay for AOL? Oh yeah, I'm still paying for AOL. How do you pay for AOL? Back in the day when you first signed up, yep. there was a fee associated with it. And I still get a fee every month. Yeah, and I'm you just like, do? Yeah, I just can't even be bothered. <laughs> I might have more features than you do, which oh, if you maybe. can believe that AOL even has features. Yeah, I was going to say, believe wow, it or not. you have high-end features. But speaking of the financial thing, and this is interesting because I'm being forced to deal with that right now and I don't like it. Mm. But earlier this week, I met with my financial advisor and I thought, hey, he's just going to talk about the economy and shifting some things around. But he threw me a curveball that I didn't expect which was, hey, when are you thinking about retiring and what should we be doing about this? And I said, well, clearly you're listening to the show if you want me to retire. (laughs) Take a number. (laughs) But I said, honestly, especially right now with where my investments are, where my 401k is, it feels like, and I know that's not going to be permanent, hopefully, Mm -hmm. that it's even further away. He said, well, we're going to need to do a deep dive on this. We're going to need to take a look and see what you're going to have to do to maybe hang it up in 15 years. I'll do a 15. I'll do a 20. So he said to me, here's the information that I'm going to need. I'm going to need this. I said, but I haven't been looking at my 401k because I don't want to know. Well, we're going to have to do it. Like, I'm going to have to go through all of 
these things and look at all of this pain that I've been pushing to the side because yeah. I'm like, eh, I'm at an age where I don't need to deal with it. But it is causing me a lot of stress. And I have mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I've been procrastinating on it. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, Courtney, I will say this. There is nothing that I want more from life than to retire. I was going to say, <laughs> he said 15 years. I'm thinking for you, you were thinking two and a half. Well, he said, when do you want to? I said, tomorrow. I said, after we finish breakfast here today. <laughs> I was hoping you'd give me a pass. You say, you are retired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so scary. But that's the thing. Sometimes, for as much as you want to simplify mm-hmm. life, the universe has other ideas. Yeah. But then it becomes about managing it mm-hmm. and forcing yourself to not put yourself in a position where you're going to start freaking out. Right, exactly. And I think that's why, of course, especially with debt or issues with bills and stuff, we don't want to face it because it causes us that pain. And it's like, oh, but how good does it feel to make a plan? Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of times I work on with my clients, I'm like, okay, this could take a while to reach this goal. But if you start making a plan and taking action, I really do believe that shifts something with energy. It shifts things. And all of a sudden you start to feel like, okay, I have some power and some control over this, even though things are happening in the economy, even though the bills are coming in. When you make that plan, it can really give you that confidence. And I think that can help you to feel that your life is getting a little more simplified. And my plan is to become the CEO of Exxon. (laughs) That's how I'm going to retire tomorrow. (laughs) He just wants to get the heck out of here, folks. That's right. And hey, look, I know you're already as well. So it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, But especially like with the money thing, that is so supercharged emotionally. So it's really important to look at that. The other thing is looking around your house, your environment. We've talked about this before, too, feeling that it's overwhelming. Is there certain areas that you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not even looking at it. Maybe the financial area with all the paperwork. You don't even want to look at it. There are certain rooms you're like, I'm not opening that door. I'm not even opening the door. And when you walk by it, you can feel it. And I always encourage people to do small tasks. I'll have people do 10-minute tasks, even if you're not into it. Everybody can say, okay, I can do something for 10 minutes, even if it's horrible, even if it's jumping jacks, Brian. You could do a little high knee walking, a little jumping jacks for 10 minutes. Do you think you I'll look at my 401k and I will cry for 10 minutes <laughs> and then I'll just shut it off. That'll be my assignment. And then move on to the jumping jacks. Just small little tasks to do. And before you know it, you might start to catch some momentum and be like, oh, okay, you know what? I can put a half an hour into this. And it could start with just cleaning off a desk or just an area of a desk. And that's what I'm doing in my house right now because I currently have a few different projects going on. There's a new job that I'm trying out, like a part-time game. And there's another adventure I'm trying to do. So I had to buy some binders and some folders and actually do the whole organizational thing because I feel oh, like good. I'm more all clutter for your mess of a house. <laughs> no, it's a tiny little house too. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, more office supplies. But I'm trying to actually simplify it in that way so that I can look at one thing rather than being like, all right, where's the paperwork for this? Well, this is where I like this podcast in terms of humanizing the mental health therapist, Mm -hmm. because I think that's part of the fear with people. Oh my God, I'm going to be judged by this perfect person who has all the answers. (laughs) And I'm sure that her life is completely and totally in order. Where do you struggle the most when it comes to simplifying a certain area of Mm. your life? And you almost get mad at yourself because you know you're giving certain advice to other people Mm -hmm. that you're not necessarily taking. Well, my background is also as a life coach, and I'm always talking to people about going for their dreams and 
having that confidence. And I have done that. But I think my insecurities just drive me crazy sometimes. And sometimes I get stuck on the same stuff over and over again. And it's funny because I give myself credit for knowing it and having insight. But at the same time, I'm like, not yeah, doing anything gonna, about it. When are you going to get over it and move on? I'm going to go buy another binder. I need a distraction. Exactly. And so sometimes you just have to step out and be uncomfortable and just know. So in therapy, we talk a lot to people about changing their thoughts or creating new thoughts. And that is great because that can help you to feel different things and can change your behaviors. But what they've shown is if you actually change your behavior, no matter what your thoughts are, if you change your behavior, you can actually change your thinking. And that actually is quicker than trying to change your thoughts. So for example, I have that whole thing about charging money. Like say if somebody wanted to have me- Be an escort. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, is that her sidekick? No. I've got a price in mind, by the way. Uh, It depends on the services. I'm working up a spreadsheet. We'll go over that after episode 113. So, oh my goodness. We're taking a turn. Oh my gosh. For something like that. If I start to thought challenge and say, okay, I'm worth this amount of money and I should charge, you know, say $500 for a speech or something. Okay, I should charge that and try to change that. But if I just say, you know what? I know I'm worth it. But yeah, at the same time, I have all these insecurities about it. And are people going to think I'm charging too much? And oh my gosh, my value and da, 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 da. And just say it. Just go for it. And just say, this is my rate. And then from there, once you start getting comfortable with that, you will actually change your thoughts about it. And honestly, all of those thoughts that you're having about yourself, Mm -hmm. very rarely is anybody else that focused on you. And sometimes it's hard to train yourself to think that Mm -hmm. way. And speaking of the escort comment that I just made... Moments ago, it brought something to mind. I just oh, want to say now, hi to somebody who was talking to you about this very podcast and said, "Did the two of you rehearse it oh. before you do it? And the answer, of course, if you listen, Absolutely was no. Not. <laughs> and she said, well, I'm surprised because it all moves so smoothly. And sometimes when that Brian tries to derail you, <laughs> you have a pretty quick recovery. And that gave you another opportunity right, right there. So, right. bravo, oh. well done. And I just want to say hi to that person. Yes, exactly. I'm going to dedicate that derailment to you. That's a shout out to Christina. Christina, you're welcome. My friend Christina, yeah. So funny because she said, is it difficult though? Because does he sometimes derail you? And I was like, sometimes. All the time. All the time. I bring my copious notes, but sometimes I just throw them out the window because... But when he has no notes (laughs) and that brain... That brain of his, it is. I surrendered a long time ago. At first when I started the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I got this, all these things I got to get done. And when we did the Wellness Wednesday and I was get so focused in and you're like, ah, we're going this way. You'd ask me questions over here. I'm like, oh my gosh, Brian. But now I'm loosey goosey. I'm good. Maybe (laughs) you should be getting therapy from my wife, who incidentally is not licensed to do that. But if anybody knows how to handle this right right here. Let me tell you, when I first started working with you, I go, should I call Amanda, your former Former (laughs) co-host, and get some advice? And I'm like, "Mm, let me see if I can work on this at first and see how I do. When I turned 50, Amanda ended up calling in to wish me a happy birthday and you were here at the time. And at that time, you said to her, do you have any advice for me? Do you remember what her advice was? Oh, no. What was it? It was one word. Run. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. Because I remember going, ooh, now? (laughs) (laughs) But the good news is you and I are at a certain age where it's difficult to run. Right, right, right. (laughs) And I have you chained to a radiator, so. (laughs) I'm stuck right here. I just keep it simple, you know? I'm just like, that's it. Just surrender. Well, I'm pretty simple myself, so when you're working with a simpleton, you're halfway there. (laughs) You know?
so I just stick here. Sometimes you just have to do the behavior, even if your thoughts are like, I don't feel like doing it, I don't feel like this, or the insecurities are mounting up and you're questioning all of these things. Actually, you've helped me with that because I know you've told me like, what's the matter with you? That's how he <laughs> That's how I derail her yeah. in our personal lives. <laughs> what's the matter with you? Just charge what you want to charge. And all of my insecurities, but you do have patience with me, so that's good. I well, sometimes that. what I say to you is you need to look at yourself the way that other people look at you, not mm-hmm. the way that you look at you. Right. And I think we all have to do and that. And we all have to do that. I think that's great advice. We also have to be friends with ourselves like we would to other people and treat ourselves kindly and try to have that compassion, but also challenge ourselves like we would our friend. If our friend was down on herself, we'd say, hey, come on, you have these great qualities and try to help them with that. We should do that for ourselves as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what you should do to improve your own life, of course, listen to the podcast, Yes. tell people in your life mm-hmm. about it. And also, if you have further questions, if the podcast isn't enough, and if you just want to deal with Courtney alone and not have her be derailed <laughs> by the likes of yours truly, Courtney, how can they contact you personally? You can contact me through the email wellness at wctk.com. Christina, you can find me on social media <laughs> platforms. We have individual pages. I, Brian with an I, Mulhern, H-E-R-N, she, Courtney with a C, Kelly E-Y, sometimes Bedard, and then of course, we're at Cat Country Mornings on a lot of the other different mm-hmm. platforms. Courtney and I host a morning show on the radio in Providence, and that's where that comes from, but we're just as reachable there for all of the podcast peeps as well. Absolutely, and we appreciate everybody listening. My goodness, we're getting some great numbers. We're we very We really excited. and truly are, yeah. yeah. Earlier on within the podcast, the numbers were so low, it was pretty simple. <laughs> Now it's becoming a little bit more complicated, but we like it. We like this complication. It's good. We love the pressure as well. So thank you so much for listening. We will see you for episode 114. Courtney, I'm going to work on that spreadsheet for you in the meantime. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) But thank you for everything you do. Believe in yourself. Oh, I should. And the rest of you do as well. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I want to talk about.